the Pulse of the Hawkesbury. Pulse 89.9. Pulse FM and we've got uh, Dean Betts. Resilience, New South Wales. Dean, or you're the Director of the Greater Region of Recovery? Yeah, hi, Catherine. Yeah, well, um, my role is substantially the Director for Metropolitan Sydney, so the Greater Sydney area, really, um, with Resilience. However, I've been appointed by the Minister as the Regional Recovery Coordinator to lead the recovery um, yep. across Hawkesbury and the Greater Sydney area. Yeah, that's a huge job for you to do. Big job. Yes, it's um, it certainly is. It's it's a big role. Um, I've got a good support team uh, and resilience, but also you know the support of various agencies mm. and local government. You know, will help us get through this. Yeah. What area are we talking about? Like, where does it start and finish for you? Uh, look, obviously, the primary impacted area is the horsemen of team, but uh, you know all those other areas down to Camden, um, even other some of the inner more city style um, uh, LGAs that were impacted with the storms. I'm still looking after all of that, but obviously, mm. longer term, the primary bit will be in that horsemen of team uh, valley. Big area, big landscape. It, it certainly is. Um, look, and I'm well aware, but I was looking a lot after long, some of the long term recovery aspects from last year, so. I do know a lot of people and the different parties involved um, and some issues that, that came from last year. Yeah, well, issues that you can then what, look back, reflect on and say we can do it better in a different way. Yeah, look, you know, that's something we're working on and planning to. Um, you know, if I look at some of the prime producers, turf farming, riverbank yeah. erosion, they were concerns last year and it probably, um, you know, heightened and, and got worse this year. So it's something I'm aware of. Yeah. And, you know, we've got to work with industry and communities and understand what those key issues are. Yeah. It, it, and this is what we've been saying all the way through it. Like, we covered all the flood through the SES and Endeavour Energy. Um, we're talking to us through it. The pollies were um, people, the community. And it was last year um, what happened happened, but we learnt so much from last year. And then when this year happened... It was more, right, let's get into it, let's get stuck in and be proactive and work as well as we can through the situation that's come upon us. And I think yeah. for resilience, that would be the same. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen till it happens, so you can't make contingency plans or anything and you can only get the best feedback is what's happened last time. Yeah, that's right. Like last year, you know, it was devastating to lots of people. Um, it caught people unaware, I believe. And, mm. you know, this year, you know, working with SES, like even for us, we knew the weather was coming. I'd been working with SES and the combat yeah. agency pretty much since day one, before the rains really kicked into the horse creek. And we we're planning what recovery looked like. We were planning with council a week before uh, the, the big rain and the, and the big flood hit, um, what recovery planning would look like. And that was off. Some of the lessons learnt from last year getting in early. But I, I got to praise the community in the Hawkesbury. They're very proactive. They, you know, listen to the warnings from SES and people, you know, started to look up and take actions for themselves early on. Uh, you know, you, I, I saw it with some of the ski parks and caravan parks. Caravans, you know, moved right up the top of the hill where 50 caravans were saved and things like that. So, yeah. And people out and about. And I think we saw that with probably not as, uh, not the same amount of people turning up to evacuation centres because people were prepared and, um, you know, and, and really adhered to the warnings. Yeah, actually, that's so very true because I was talking to SES about the evacuations and um, it was actually a few things that came out of it that uh, the Mount Joy over in North Richmond came in and they helped out, but we probably need to have a better evacuation point or Mount Joy again 
but that actually was a little bit iffy this time around because the North Richmond Community Centre that they used was uh, could have been threatened by a dam that theoretically was on top of uh, Red Bank and there was so much controversy over that. I don't think everyone was on the same page there. But uh, not taking away from it, it's so true because David said to me, people know that when we're saying evacuate, they'd already spoken to family and friends about okay, we've got to get out, we've got to do it now. So totally agree with you about those evacuation points having less people. Yeah, and I think that's people, you know, getting their own plans in place. We hear about yeah. it, with, you know, being bushfire prepared. Yeah. Same with them, being ready for floods. You yeah. know, you know where to go, who to go to. Mm. Some circumstances do require evacuation centres. Um, and when things probably don't work seamlessly, that, mm. that's an option for us to review those. Yeah. Um you know, after the fact, so we can say, well, okay, is there a better location or something that could work better? That's right, yeah. So with people that haven't dealt with your organisation before, Dean, is it, can you give an overview on what you do? Is it the, is it the clean-up after that you help with, you, you do a bit of planning before? What what do you guys do? Yeah, look, Resilience New South Wales, we're, we're here to support those communities, you know, in from that preparation prevention stages, Um you know, certainly, you know, for us, it's an early stage as an agency, but also, to, um, you know, understand what the risks are for those communities. But primarily in this phase, we are the lead recovery agency. Um, you know, we're responsible for recovery under legislation, um, and we are commissioned leading that. So, look, for us, that that's our primary aspect, and particularly for me moving forward uh, from this time, you know, for the last few weeks and, and really the foreseeable future, is to get the horse and the pea in the greater Sydney community back on their feet um, and how we do that is we have you know there's the emergency operations center and SES that are pretty much standing down the Hawkesbury um, as of today and tomorrow um, for me that and leads into the transition to the full recovery we have local recovery committees which we split up with the councils um, but also I have a regional recovery committee and that's where we can link in uh, and get you know coordinate government agencies local government and support agencies non non-government organizations to help the um to help the community. So for us it's that it's that coordination piece, but it's leading recovery, you know, um, getting out there, understanding what those issues and risks are on that local and regional level. And things can sometimes be achieved and um and work through at a state level. So obviously we've got I've got here in response to Sydney, but obviously we are very much aware of the devastating floods up in the northern rivers, you know, so we're working together as a team at a state level, but you know, for me understanding that regional and local lens is a big part. So, you know, an example is really, it's that ongoing, I guess that still ongoing cleanup is a big priority. A lot of the hose outs have been completed um, with RFS and Fine Rescue and SES, but now still that longer term piece, um, more urban cleanups with, you know, public works advisory and then, you know, longer term things like, um, you know, when people have had farm areas damaged, but also, you know, the caravan and ski parks is a big concern um, and issue as we know along the Bush Street. And at the at the end of this, do you sit down? I mean, you must sit down with the relevant agencies and do a summary on how well the recovery went. Is that is that how it works? Yeah, absolutely. And it's just not the recovery; it's it's the whole you know response uh, to the event. And it's a, it'll be an, you know, a debrief, an after action review um, with all agencies. But we will do certainly one um, across recovery as well. Um, I think we, we're in a good position that, in, in my state, is that we have understood what happened last year and we can review and pivot as required. So if we're going down the wrong track, we're not going to keep going down the wrong track. You know, we identify that 
and, and try to make good as we can. And that's good to hear. And how does the the local community, how do they get involved? How do they get their say in the recovery and, and how it went? How do you get feedback from us who, who were affected by the floods? Yeah, look, a lot of it, you know, it, it can be through you know, people attending recovery centres where we're getting, gathering information and understand what's actually occurring out there. So there's uh, at South Windsor, there's a recovery centre open five days a week, uh, seven days a week, sorry. Um, same at one at Wiseman's Ferry. Um, look, and there's, there's one at Londonderry for, for that aspect as well in, on Monday to Friday at this point. Uh, so look, there's, there's those opportunities where people come in, they tell their story. We're understanding what questions they're asking and, you know, what assistance it is that they're after. But it's also um, working with council. Well, council out there, and they get a lot of feedback through their websites and interactions yeah. with the community. And that's why it's locally led. You know, recovery is what best locally led, and that's why working with the council, understanding, you know, they, they know the detail on the ground. Um, so, look, for me, I'd advise people to get in contact with council is a big part too. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why we have a local recovery committee where we're working with council on that, which is going to, is actually setting up and starting tomorrow. Do you know, I just wanted to mention, <clears throat> you have three places, South Windsor, Wiseman's Ferry and Londonderry, nothing over North Richmond Way? No, I mean, there was, at this point in time, we just uh, stuck with those ones at this point. There can be options we can review, but mm. look, at, at this point, we, we just, with the South Windsor, we did learn last week, not last year, sorry, not a lot of people attended North Richmond. Mm. However, it's something we can certainly re, you know review and yeah uh, yeah something we can certainly well the north the people up in North Richmond um, up in Bilpin Kermon Currajong all of that area if they feel that they a centre would be worthwhile then they need to speak to uh, well who to the council or to you to to the council is probably the best yeah. point uh, best contact and when I say that they have council have also have their community hub yes where they've stood up. You know, uh, I think it started last Tuesday with Bill Flynn and Courage on. Yep. So, you know, one day a week they've had those, which is yep. obviously they advertise on their website as well. So yeah. those, those are the smaller ones. And they were things from the bushfire where yeah. council really let out and so people can get their say and understand what's going on there. So that's something that's continued on um, and still continuing this week. Yeah, the question I want to ask you is I, I hear a lot of people uh, that their main problem is trying to fill out forms to access money um, and the forms are to them convoluted. So is there mm. any way people can get someone that can have that time to ease the pressure and stress? Like they're already traumatised and stressed anyway and then they get forms and they're like, oh, my God, you know, how do I get this all together? Is there any way we can de-stress and make that simple or simple, if there's a word, simpler? Yeah. I don't know if that's a word. Uh, yeah, um, it is now. <laughs> we just crowned it. Um, so that people can have that assistance in that? Look, that's why the recovery centres are, are in place and those hubs. Yeah. Uh, because there's all those agencies, like the Pocket Windsor, there's about 15 agencies in there yeah. uh, for various different levels of support. And yep. people sit down and go through with the resident committee members uh, and assist them with those forms. So, look, all I can say is if you can get to those recovery centres, yep. it is like a one-stop shop for all the services that can be provided. Yeah, excellent. So people who are after funding or grants, if they have applied online and they haven't heard anything back, should they be going to the recovery centres to have a chat? 
Look, I'm not sure why they wouldn't have heard anything back, but I'm, again, certainly go to the recovery centres. Um, you know, there, there could be just support that people aren't aware they might require. You know, they go in and people start telling their story too, you know. And, you know, it does, you know, there's you know, um, mental health and wellbeing support That's there, true. you know, counselling support. So there's more than just financial. So, you know, yeah. people are obviously want that financial support, whether it's, you know, small business, uh, the, the funding for individuals or primary producers. Um, but there's more than that. You know, there, there is support there for the community. So if they just want to talk through things through, it's a good place to go. Very good, very good. Look, we really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with us and I know it's important for Resilience New South Wales to have this communication to the Hawkesbury community so they're aware of, that you guys are aware that you're out there trying to help and assist us and all the people in the best way you can and for us too. And I think it's important too, Dean, that the council is not left out of this because they are there and they have been trying so hard to actually get out and um, communicate with people. I know that there was a sausage sizzle that went free on the weekend. Mm. Uh, Pat Connolly was there and so was Sarah Richards well trying to talk to people. Yeah, So yep. I, I think it's a wonderful combination of everyone getting together for the communities. Yeah, that's right. Look, and I'll certainly praise Council. They've, you know, they've been really proactive and done a great job yep. working with us and the community. Yep. Um, but like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a combined effort, yep. you know, from the community level to local and state government, even the federal government, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it is, it's, it's very key Yeah. Well, work that, together. Yeah, it is, it is, because Susan Teplin's been out there doing a lot too. They all have. They all have. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Oh, I've, it's I've, been... I've, I've been, out, been out with all of them over yeah. the last week. So. Well, they put down the political caps, right. which is wonderful, and they work for the community, which is what it's about, and that's been wonderful. Absolutely. Yep. Look, thank you very much. Appreciate it. I know you're busy. And um, hopefully we can catch up again maybe in a few weeks and see how we're travelling. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, people likely see me out and about. I've been out and about on the ground last week or so, and that will continue. So yep. um, people likely see me out there with a resilient shirt on. So That's um, great. Thank yeah. you for what you're doing. Thanks a lot, and we'll talk later. Okay, then. Bye-bye. Ta-da, Dean. Bye-bye. The Pulse of the Hawkesbury. Pulse 89.9.